0: Hello and welcome again to UK Property Tips. This is Charles Kelly and this is going out on on Zoom but it's also going out on YouTube on Charles Kelly Money Tips podcast and it will be all over the place anyway so you can catch up wherever you are. Uh, I'm a little bit late today because uh, I've been attending one of my properties where I had a leak last night. I don't know why all these leaks and problems always happen on a Friday night or a weekend or a bank holiday or Christmas even. Uh, There's always problems and I got it sorted out. But fortunately, I have a British gas cover. I have insurance as well. So I have the British gas landlord's cover. And I also added plumbing and heating and uh, leaks and that sort of thing to it. It doesn't cost that much. But it it it's, I don't know, the premiums i paid, I probably could have used those premiums to get somebody out anyway. But it gives you peace of mind knowing that you can call someone on an on an evening like at, at night in this case it was the the, the tenant rang me at about nine o'clock at night, and you can get somebody to come out. Whereas my normal plumber and the normal guys wouldn't come out. You wouldn't even catch them on the weekend. He's out fishing, playing golf, or whatever. So I I always have that, and for boiler cover as well. So whether you do that or not, some landlords don't worry about it. They prefer to have their own guys doing it, or they've got their own team. But I I. I quite like the British gas cover. And and also, they do remind you every year when the uh, gas safety check is is due, whereas a lot of independent plumbers don't have that system. They they forget, you know, they just don't remind you. My normal plumber, he, he never reminds me of anything. And, and if I don't ring him, he won't ring me. He's very, very busy, but he's very good. So anyway, I got the leak sorted out. I had to go back again this morning. Um, there's, I mean, I think you need a certain temperament to, to be a landlord because, you know, that, that sort of thing could drive some people crazy. You know, they're, oh, i they all this hassle. But really what it involved was a few phone calls. Yes, it disrupted my Friday evening. A few phone calls, a couple of visits, um, make sure the tenant's okay. We had to put a bucket under the leak in his room and um, fortunately I had a spare mattress because it went on his bed. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit of hassle. And this morning I've had an hour or so. But when you think about it, Compared to going to work for forty hours a week and travelling into to work and all the hassle that goes with work, it's nothing like that, is it? It's it's a few hours a month of stuff to do. So I, I think you need a certain temperament. A lot of people can't stand it. Oh, I couldn't be a landlord. I I don't want all the hassle of it. I, I don't want to get phone calls and that sort of thing. But you know, if you can take that kind of thing in your stride, it's a good way of investing your money. Now I I know a lot of people who've got quite a lot of money in the bank, hundreds of thousands of pounds in the bank that could easily be put into a single let property, fully managed, but they won't do it. You know, they'd rather earn almost zero on their money in in the bank and th- then put it into something where they could earn three, four, 5% uh, return on on the money. Yeah, I know it's a bit of a risk. I know it's a bit of a hassle, but some people just won't do it. It's not, ev- not for everyone, in other words. Uh, but bear in mind, if your money is in the bank, you're not just earning zero really, you're earning nothing. You're actually losing money because inflation is now running at close to 10%. Uh, the official figures are nine, nine-ish, 9 but we know that inflation is higher than that. So your money is losing spending power at at least 10% a year, I'd say. All right. So you might be earning a bit on your money. Call it 8%, call it 9%. That's still a lot of money to be losing uh, every, every year, right? Um, so just, just think about, just think about that. You, you know, you're losing money every year. You know, probably seven or eight years, the value of your money is halved in in value in terms of spending power by leaving it in the bank. And I, I know people, I know um, retired people that face the prospect of running out of money because their money is not earning any money in in the bank, and the bank haven't even put up the interest rate since the last uh, what five interest rate rises. They haven't put up their interest rates. Uh, to give them a bit more return on their savings, you have to come move it around and go to this account or go to that account, and some people can't be bothered, and they know that, so they're they're getting free money here. It's just it's horrendous. I know low interest rates have been good for borrowers, but for for savers and retired people, it's been a disaster. They they've fallen behind, and you know, for people retiring now and and getting an annuity, the rates are really poor. Whereas if they took that money out and put it into a a property, they they could be. Earning more money, but obviously that carries more risk, and you know you've got repairs to do and that sort of thing. Uh, But it's it's, you've got to have the right mindset to be to be into property. But I think if you if you have the right attitude and you have the right temperament and mindset, property I think is still one of the best investments out there uh, for the long term. And you know it's it's certainly less risky than say putting your money into stock markets and commodities and that sort of thing. Yes, if you understand the stock market, if you can trade on the currency market, if you understand gold and silver and when to buy, go, go, go for it. But yeah, keep a bit of money in gold and silver. That's fine. Uh, if you want to invest in the stock market and you understand it, that's also fine. It's, it can be passive income as well. Uh, but property for me has been a way of building up capital. You can leverage, you can borrow money to buy property. You can't really do that to buy stocks and shares and, you know, that sort of thing. Not not easily anyway. So it, it's always been a good investment for me. And for, certainly for people sitting on a lot of cash, <clears throat> there's ways they can earn more money on that in property. And I talked to people about that in my, you know, for my private clients, for people who consult me and, uh, you know, on, on how to build their wealth and that sort of thing. Now, I wanted to talk today about buying property and selling at auction. Uh, you see a lot of things on, on under the hammer on these programs on TV, uh, but a lot of people don't really understand it fully. Uh, but So I wanted to go through some key things you might want to consider before you go and buy something at auction or before you can put your property in, in an auction. First of all, um, do you know the difference between buying at auction and buying through traditional estate agents, sometimes called sale by private treaty? Um, and these are the ways you would sell in a traditional estate agent on the high street. Well, let me just run through it quickly. If you buy uh, through an estate agent in the high street, typically you'd go in there and you'd say, I want to buy this property. They'd say, what do you want to offer? And you say, well, I'll offer. I mean, let's say the property was half a million and you say, well, I'll offer. 450, and then the agent goes back to the vendor, and the vendor says, No, tell him to bugger off. I'm not let's say for 450. And then eventually, you might meet somewhere in the middle. Let's say you settled on 480,000 pounds after a bit of to in and fro in with the vendor, and you know, you then go off and say, Right, I'll I'll go and get my mortgage done, and get a survey done, and get the legal things done. So you go then instruct your solicitor, and the solicitor then calls for all the paperwork, and then um, that. If you had cash, that could still take four weeks or so to to, to sort out all the inquiries and the pre-contract inquiries. Then you've got to get a survey. If you're arranging a mortgage, you you might have a a pre-arranged mortgage in principle, but you still got to get the survey done. That's going to take three, four weeks sometimes uh, to get that organized and get your offer out, assuming there's no problem with the survey. But then in this time, you might then find something wrong with the property. The surveyor says, well there's a crack down this wall or there's um, damp and, and that needs to be investigated. So you might have to go back to the vendor and then say, well, look, there's a problem here. Um, I feel that I, I should get some money off of this property because all the windows are rotten. There's damp and there's a crack, you know, whatever. Roof needs replacing. You could go back and renegotiate with the vendor. The, the surveyor could also downvalue the property. You're buying it for 480 but the surveyor could say no it's only worth 450 because a few around the corner sold for that and then the vendors no they were in but they didn't they weren't as big as my property they didn't have an extension you could argue about this and at the end of the day it could go on for weeks it could go on for a couple of months right then there could be a chain you're saying well i can't buy your property because somebody's buying my property and their mortgage has been held up and then at the end of the day after 5 6 months maybe the whole thing could crash down because one of the people in the chain changes their mind um, and you know the, the sale falls through because the chain is broken and then, well, the vendor can change their mind. You know, you can change your mind just say so I don't want it anymore. So that's the, the traditional way of buying and selling in, in, in England and Wales. Scotland have a slightly different system. Um, now, it's, it's not a bad system. It actually gives people time to consider. So when they, they put their offer in and it's accepted, They've got time to, to consider. They've got time to do the legal work. They've got time to do the surveys and that sort of thing. And if their circumstances change, they are they can back out right up to the point at which the the solicitors do something called exchanging contracts. When you sign the contract and you exchange contracts, which is done on the phone, say All right, we are exchanging contracts. Completion will take place in twenty eight days. Then you're committed. Then you have to buy. Then if you back out. The, uh, the vendor can keep your deposit. Normally exchange of contracts will be done with a 5% or 10% deposit. The vendor can keep the deposit and, and even sue you for the difference as well and charge you interest for not completing, failing to complete. Um, so you that, that gives you time to get all your ducks in a row. But when you're buying through a, 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 an auction, it's completely different. When you go into a room and bid on the property and your bid is accepted by the auctioneer, And, you know, they go around, so will you set 450, 450, 460, 470, 480, 480, then you're the the last man at 480, and then they look around, no, don't want it. Right, 480 to the man in the corner, your bid's accepted. You have then legally, legally and bindingly exchanged contracts at that point. You know, the other ways you go for all this paperwork, but no, you've exchanged contracts and you have to complete within the specified time, which is normally 28 days. So it's a bit like the reverse order. You have to get all your ducks in a row before you go to bid. You have to get your finance arranged. You have to read the legal pack. You have to organize a survey and viewings and then make sure that you really want that property before you bid. The auctioneers would do, usually require a deposit from you before you bid. Not all auctioneers do. Some sometimes you can walk in a room and bid without them even checking you out. But most now, even if it's online, would ask you for a credit card or or some form sort of deposit so that you don't kind of disappear after putting your hand up. So um, and you're not going to buy a property by scratching your head. By the way, that's a myth. You know, you put you scratch your head and you bought a half a million pound property. No, they they would normally know who's bidding in the room auctioneers are not stupid you know they just because someone goes like that it doesn't mean or they they wave to their friend it doesn't mean you know you, you've accepted it, you've bought a property uh in in theory anyway but normally you would get all your your homework done before um so that's the question to ask have you done your homework have you got your finances ready have you um done a survey are you able to complete within the specified time 28 days of the hammer going down um have you got your deposit in order? Because you, you'd need the deposit on the day, whether you've lodged that previously or you've got a draft or a check or something, you need to have that deposit there, ready to pay on the day to secure the property. If you're bidding online or at a physical auction, um, have you registered to bid? Because some some auctions is required to be registered to bid so that you can't, if you walk into a room and decide you want that property, no, you would have to go through a registration process, maybe some money laundering checks, so they know who you are. Most of them require that now. I have been into auctions where I put my hand up, and they would have accepted my offer, but I was outbid uh, without any registration. But I think most of them now do require something. Certainly, the online people do require a credit card uh, payment or a, a hold of a, a payment up upfront, um, and you know, it, so you've got to be registered bid. <clears throat> have you registered the legal pack? Have you read the legal pack? Have you got your solicitor to check out the legal pack? Because in a traditional way buying through an estate agent, the, the solicitor then requests the legal pack. But if you're selling in an auction, you have to provide all that up front so people can read that themselves or then get their solicitor. So it's all done in reverse. You do all the checks first and then you put your bid and then you bought it. So really you've got to do all your, your due diligence at an auction. Um, you know, why do you want to buy this property? You know, do you, are you trying to do it up and sell it? Buy and refurbish, and or you're you going to buy refurbish and finance? Are you trying to flip it? Or are you buying it to live in? Increasingly, a lot of people buy auction properties to live in. Uh, so you've got to get your strategy right, and you know, consider then why the property's been sold at auction. Why is this property been sold? Is it been sold because there's a problem with it? Is it been sold because there's structural problems, or is there a genuine reason why it's been sold? Like it's a death in the family, it's a probate sale, or is it um, a housing association that's selling off five or six properties in the area? That would be more of a a genuine normal reason for selling. Other reasons could be there's a problem with it. There's a problem with the lease. There's a problem with a tenant. There's a sitting tenant. There's um, structural problems. There's a massive amount of repairs to be done. And, and you normally wouldn't buy that um, through through the normal estate agent. It could be above a shop, a retail premises, a fish and chip shop, where you might have trouble getting a mortgage on it. So they decide, let's just put it in the auction. It Could be a commercial property, could be a semi-commercial, could be a, a property with a defective title, a defective lease, or um, a property where, you know, you're just buying the freehold and, and the, the, the other flats in the building are all on long leases. Or it could be a bit of both, you know. So there's all sorts of reasons. You've got to find out what the reason is this, why this property is being sold in auction and, and, and if it's for you. If it's a straightforward sale and, you know, the, the auctioneers are just selling it because the housing association or the police authority are selling off that property, that's a normal sale. So you wouldn't expect there to be, to be a defective title or or problem with it. But a lot of dealers and a lot of uh, investors will buy a property with, with a problem, like a structural, like a defective title, they know they can sort that out later on and then add value to the property by getting it sorted out. Another reason for selling a property auction is short leases. I've seen properties with a five-year lease in Knightsbridge, um, but generally 40, 50, 60, 70 years, shortish lease, difficult to get a mortgage on it, not impossible. So they put it in at the auction, you buy it, you then extend the lease, you've, you've, Got an uplift there. You've added value to it, but then you've got to check how much will it cost us to extend the lease. No point in doing it if it's going to cost a hundred thousand to extend the lease, and it's you're no better off than if you just bought one with a long lease. So you've got to look at all these things. Now, at open house. We at, at my estate we also do auctions as well. Um, that that's the company or open house South Hearts. We 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 also cover auction properties. We've got auction properties right now with short leases above a shop different reasons. Uh, They need a fast sale. Um, And and we've got those on our Facebook page, which is Open House South Hearts. We can also sell your property at auction with no fees to the vendor. Now that brings me on to this point. There are two types of auctions in general. There's a traditional auction, traditionally done in the room, uh, increasingly now jointly with online and in the room. But then there's what's called a modern auction, which is a slightly different process. With a modern auction, it's online and the bidding is taking place during the the auction period. So instead of waiting till the final, till the day of the auction, then you can bid, you can bid on a modern auction property at any time, but you've got to be make sure that when you bid, you're ready because if your offer is accepted during that that period, you're then committed to buy. So a modern auction is a bit like, I don't know, if you think of an eBay where you can bid and bid and bid, on on an item you're not waiting for the final auction day you can bid during the period up to the, the auction day so with a modern auction you might have an auction day which is first <clears throat> of july but in the time between now and the first of july you can you can bid immediately and the, the vendor could accept your bid the vendor might say well i'm happy with that bid i want it now i want to secure it then you you would be committed to buy that time you would have already put your credit card up as well now modern auctions normally require that the 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 buyer pays the fees which can be one two percent three percent up north it could be two or three percent because the properties are cheaper up there and the vendor does not pay any fees this can be negotiated of course but it's a way that the vendor can sell the property with no fees um so if you wanted to sell your property fast get it out there quick None of this messing around for months and months, and you, you can secure the sale when the hammer goes down. The modern auction might be uh, something that you, you might consider if you want a fast sale or just a sale that you know that once it's sold, it's sold. It's not sold in the traditional way, like the stations it puts it up on the board, sold by so and so and so and so company, but then it's not really sold. Then you find the sold sign comes down because a few months later the wholesale has fallen through. But with, a, with an auction, a modern auction, you, you know that once the bid is accepted, you know, 99% of the time that is sold and no one's going to back out. So you might want to consider that if you are thinking about um, selling your property and you want a, a sale done straight away and, and you know that that's it at the end of it. Um, now, what are the pros and cons? Well, the pros and cons are, well, the, the pros are that you would sell it faster and you know that once it's sold, it's done and dusted it's not going to fall out of bed. The cons are you might not get the price you want, but sometimes in an auction you get more than you think you would get. If it's a, you know, you 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 can often find that people go mad for a property and bid it far higher than it's actually worth. You know, so you never know. Uh, but if you want to, to sell your property auction, get in get in touch with me, Charles Kelly, Open House. You can find me at um, Charles dot Kelly at Open House. So, no, Charles Kelly. At localagent.co.uk, we're part of a national franchise, the Open House Estate Agency Network. So we've got offices all over the country, got a really good backup system. If you want to sell it to the traditional way, we're doing a special offer: £1,250 flat fee, uh, which is, is is very competitive because where, where I'm operating in Watford, Borehamwood, Elstree, Radlett, properties could be several million pounds, you know, five million pound property, even at a 1% fee would cost you 50,000 pounds in fees. I can sell it for 1250 pounds, still do the viewing, still do all the traditional stuff, still put it on Zoopla and Rightmove and take care of everything right through to the end of the sale. You know, it would, it would, would save you, you know, 49, you know, 48,000 pounds in fees. And that 50,000 pound might be VAT added. So 50,000 pound, 1% fee plus that would, would come out at sixty thousand pounds. I could I could do it for twelve hundred and fifty pound all in one thousand two hundred and fifty pounds all in. But if you want to sell at auction no fees for the vendor we, we can also look at that as well. Have a look at our Facebook page which is open house south hearts on, on Facebook you can find it you can also find it as openhouse uh, so I hope, I hope you found that useful. Uh, with with auctions, I think that the question is if you're buying, then buyer beware is the is the the watchword because you know you, you can't say oh I didn't realise that I didn't read the legal pack. No, you you're buying it. Um, for a seller, I I have sold properties at auction. I think it's great because it's so much easier. You don't get this messing around with people. Um, you know during the process and you've exchanged, you complete. That's it. You know, even my solicitor, he loves selling properties at auctions. The contract is so much easier and more straightforward, you know, with, with selling the traditional way, even up to the, the point of exchange, even up to the point of completion, you can still get people messing you around and failing to complete and that sort of, anyway, I won't go for all of that. Have a great uh, day wherever you are. I don't know when you're watching this, but, you know, if you're watching this at the weekend, we normally go out on a Saturday morning, have a great weekend. Um, you know, bear in mind, Uh, We've had a lot of turmoil in the property market at at the moment with uh, the government imposing things on us and and now raising interest rates, but I don't think it's as bad as people make out. Certainly if um, a socialist government got in, I think it could be a lot worse. We'd see a lot more restrictions on landlords. And, you know, if it was liberals, they'd propose a wealth tax on people just taxing because of your wealth. Like let's levy a 5% tax on your wealth, including your property, including your goods and chattels. That's not a great system, is it? So whatever the, the current government is doing, I, I think it could be a lot worse if you go down the socialist route where they're calling for, you know, landlords to be strung up and all properties to be in in, in the government hands and that sort of stuff. So that That's a bit scary, but I don't think that's going to happen. They need private landlords. They need investors to build properties. They need property companies to build and refurbish and bring properties back to life, convert commercials into, in you know, they need commercials to uh, you know, private developers to, to develop commercials into flats and that sort of thing so we, we'll still be around for a long time so get in touch with us if you want to sell your property cheaply 1250 pounds or no fees uh, if you sell it through our auction system so get in touch with us openhouse.com com, or check out our facebook page openhouse south hearts that's h-e-r-t-s thanks for listening have a great day bye for now